Blog Talk Radio. Here's my question. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up a world, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. For a fresh new start MJ Network will bring you there So let's talk about it When life and on the air Good morning everyone, this is Fran Lewis This is MJ Network MJ America, my sister I'm talking to you from freezing Westchester County Where it's pouring rain but that's okay, because Brian Freeman's here. And wait till you find out about Black Wolf County called the Ursulina. I don't know if you want to visit there, because it's kind of dangerous. But to Deputy, Repudy, uh, Deputy Rebecca Calder, the beast is no myth. A serial killer has taken on the identity of a monster, and with each body left behind, there's a chilling message written in blood. I am the Ursulina. Mm-hmm. This is scary. So good morning, and how you doing? I <laughs> hope it's warmer where you are. Good morning. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little chilly on this end in Minnesota too. I think it's minus seven outside right now. So, but it's bright. And oh, sunny. no, I don't feel so bad. <laughs> I think we got thirty something going up to something, but they're expecting Saturday when I get my hair done. They're expecting it to be minus minus ninety, whatever. Who knows anymore? Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. How and how did you create the memories in the prologue? And tell us what happened to Rebecca. She's scary too. What? They're all scary. <laughs> well, yeah. Let me let me set the stage. Um, the Ursuline, yeah. uh, it, it, with the new the new book just came out uh, on Tuesday, and um, so it it mm-hmm. it's, a, it's uh, I try to define it, and it and it finds it a lot of different ways. It, it goes hand in hand. With my earlier book, my Edgar Award finalist, *The Deep Deep Snow*, um, and yet it also stands on its own. So you can you can read the books completely separately, and yet for me, I think there's an emotional richness if if you read *The Deep Deep Snow* first. And people have said, well, how does it connect to *The Deep Deep Snow*? And uh, I, I was like, well, you know, there, is it a prequel? Well, yes, it, it is a prequel to the, *The Deep Deep Snow*. Well, is it a follow-up novel to *The Deep Deep Snow*? Well, yes, it's. It's also a follow-up novel. So all of these things are true. Uh, but uh, the main thing is I, I, I love this book. I love Rebecca Calder as a, as a, a heroine and a narrator. Uh, it, it's one of my favorites of, of everything I've written. And uh, uh, it, it's written in, in a, a woman's first-person narration with, with Rebecca mm-hmm. telling you the story. And essentially it's sort of like Rebecca is writing a letter to someone uh, throughout the course of the novel. And uh, uh, so the very beginning of the book, Rebecca is taking us back to an incident uh, from, from her childhood when um, – and this book is set in, in the past. So most of the book is set in the early 1980s, but the prologue ends up being set uh, actually back in the late 60s when Rebecca is just a, a 10-year-old girl. And uh, she's out camping in the woods with her father and her brother and, and in the middle of the night gets up and wanders into the woods and has uh, what she thinks is an encounter with um, – uh, with a, a mythical beast, sort of a Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti-type creature that uh, in Black Wolf County they call the Ursulina. And uh, and so from that moment uh, forward in, in Rebecca's life uh, as a young girl, she's 
she's convinced that the Ursulina is not a myth, that the Ursulina is real. And she spends a lot of time uh, in the forest uh, mm. seeing if she can find uh, this, this monster again. Uh, and, uh, of course, as the story begins to take shape, uh, Rebecca is – uh, a young sheriff's deputy and uh, a, a killer mm-hmm. has, uh, is hiding behind the legend of the Ursulina and leaving these taunting messages uh, on, the, on the walls of the, the people he kills. Uh, so, uh, so that's kind of the heart of, of the, the Ursulina is, uh, is Rebecca uh, kind of coming face to face with, uh, with this beast. And, you know, I wanted readers to wonder as they're going through the prologue, I mean, did this really happen? Is, is this Mm-hmm. Was this real? Was this just a little girl's, you know, imagination? And and she kind of spun this out of out of nothing. Uh, but that's that's kind of the ambiguity of it. Is is you know is could a myth like that really be true? And and I'm not sure Rebecca really knows. And and I sort of want the reader not to be sure as well. I wasn't sure about anything, but it definitely was scary. And when you read the book, people make sure that you keep the lights on and the windows open. You know, they can see where you're going. Because you don't want to do this in the dark. No, definitely not. Forget it. And I don't get scared that easily, but oh my God, I read this and then I read one yesterday that I, that Andrea Kane at any cost to prologue to her book and then go like, what is he trying to do to me? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, the killer actually justifies torturing somebody? I was like, oh God. So Rebecca gets the night shift on Christmas Eve. That really is horrible. And she has to deal with different situations, plus a husband who's completely horrible. So what when, what happens when Erica Brink calls her that everything changes? What does she want? I wasn't uh, yeah. crazy about her either. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I, I wanted to have the, the, the main part of the novel you know, begin on, on Christmas Eve, and, and Rebecca is the only, the only woman sheriff's deputy. We're back in the early 1980s here in, in remote Black Wolf County, and not surprisingly, being the only woman in, in, in the department, she's the one that gets stuck with the, the overnight holiday shift and, uh, mm. and, and uh, uh, talks about some of the rather bizarre calls that, that you tend to get on Christmas, that Christmas sort of sends people off the rails and, and rather strange things happen. Mm. But, uh, but the, and, and one of those calls is, is important, even before uh, Erica Brink, only to set the sort of philosophy of, of, of the book. Uh, she gets a call um, from, uh, from a man who is, uh, is, is threatening to commit suicide. And uh, this, this same man has been calling sort of week after week for months on end. Every week he says he's going to kill himself, and Rebecca goes mm. over there and finds out that, you know, he, he's got a gun, but the gun isn't even loaded. And, uh, uh, and so uh, this time she goes over there and talks him down and, and discovers that this time the gun was loaded and there was a, there was a bullet in the chamber. So her, her partner has the philosophy about police work, which is uh, you never know. And, uh, and, and that's kind of what begins to overlay uh, the, uh, the story of the Ursulina. So when, when she then gets a call from Erica Brink, uh, who is uh, uh, married to a, an out-of-town lawyer named Gordon Brink, and, and telling Rebecca that she can't, she's back in town and she can't find her husband. He's not at the estate that they're renting, and uh, she doesn't know where he is. Uh, Rebecca goes out there to, to find out what was going on with, with Gordon Brink, and, and this sort of opens up fissures in town because uh, Gordon Brink is, is leading the, uh, the, 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 the corporate defense uh, of the 
the the local the local copper mine in town, which is the biggest employer in town, which mm-hmm. is being sued. It's being sued by a group of women over sexual harassment claims, which back then was a very unusual uh, legal strategy. And uh, and so uh, uh, Gordon Brink is not exactly a popular figure in in Black Wolf County. Uh, neither is the uh, neither is the law firm or the mine. And uh, uh, so the question is, what really happened to Gordon Brink? And uh, of course. Uh, uh, Rebecca ends up making a, a very shocking discovery when she uh, when she gets there. It's scary, yeah, because you know what? It, it happens today too in the police department everywhere that women are facing, you know, like job discrimination or whatever, and th- yeah, that's, well, that's wrong and, too. And interestingly, um, uh, in in my prior life, you know, some two decades ago, I actually worked at a corporate law firm in Minneapolis, and and that firm mm-hmm. handled the uh the work in um in the nation's first class action sexual harassment claim involving mm. claims related to a mine in northern minnesota so it was it was that experience that sort of inspired uh that thread in the ursulina uh because it was something that uh, uh i i i had a chance to see at the the, the firm kind of close up so well, you know something I agree with you, but I wonder sometimes i'm not going to say why on the air that Lawyers treat women clients differently than male. They think that they're not as astute when they really are. Um, who is Norm Fultz? And explain the relationship to many of the women at the 126 and the mining company. The mining companies. I don't think I'd want to work yeah. there. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough work, boy. Um, so... Uh, uh, one, one of the things that I, I like about um, uh, the Deep Deep Snow and the Ursulina and, uh, and one of the, the interesting creative challenges about both books was kind of creating this rural community in, in both novels. And so uh, in the Deep Deep Snow, it's, it's Middle County and, and the town of everywhere. And in Black Wolf County, uh, it's um, uh, the town of Random. And uh, there's a uh, there's a bar outside uh, Random mm-hmm. called the 126, which is named for the highway uh, that it, it is set on. And uh, uh, the 126 is sort of the, uh, the, uh, the 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 local the local joint, and uh, uh, it uh, a fair amount of a fair amount of bad stuff goes on there because it's the only dives in town, and yet at the same time. Uh, it's the only place in town, so uh, most people go there regardless of the various things that happen. So the 126 kind of becomes a key meeting ground uh, for, uh, for for things that happen uh, in the course of the book because it's, it's kind of the, uh, the the watering hole where the, the locals uh, all gather because normally they spend their their days in pretty remote areas and, and and separated by long distances but the 126 is a place where everyone can can gather together and uh, uh, Norm uh, Norm Fultz is the is is the opposite of Gordon Brink in that he's the one that is representing the women in this uh, sexual harassment lawsuit. And uh, mm. so, so Norm Fultz, of course, is well acquainted with, with Gordon Brink. Uh, and, and so when Brink is murdered, uh, inevitably, you know, Norm yeah. gets pulled into this. So. Well, he's, we know he's going to be killed because you can feel it in your bones. He's going. But he has a son named Jay. And why did they refer to him as a monster? And... Gordon decides to come back. We know why, but then all of a sudden, people he's writing. What is the significance of writing the Ursulina in the blood and the victims? But why is Jay considered a monster? The son. 
Uh, well, it's Jay who talks about his father that way, that he calls Gordon yeah. uh, he calls Gordon so about his a father, monster. Yeah, the which, monster. Yeah, which, which uh, in, in the light of the murder scenes of, of the Ursulina, where, where the, you've got a killer that's sort of hiding behind this legend of the monster in the woods, it, 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 it sort of raises the question of, of why, why would the son call the father that? And use that particular yeah. word because, of course, that has a lot of relevance to what's, what's going on in, in Black Wolf County. And, uh, uh, but you can, you can tell right from the get-go that there's a very uh, strained relationship between Jay and his father, and, uh, uh, and, and that sort of becomes mm-hmm. centered in the first half of the book, um, that, uh, that, that Gordon and Jay did not get along at all. And, uh, and Jay knows things about his father that, uh, uh, that uh, not a lot of people necessarily know, but there are rumors going around among the the legal team in Black Wolf County that uh, uh, that Gordon Brink was uh, was was not necessarily uh, a, a a loss to the uh, to the human race uh, with his murder. Uh, so, uh, but of course, uh, we we have to wonder how far does that really go, and what was the real motive in uh, in, in getting rid of Gordon? Well, Gordon, no one's going to care. You put that. <laughs> so sad. Now, someone else I really didn't like. We want to say what's going to happen to him? It's, and he's named after a cleanser, Ajax. Okay. Ah, yes, and, Ajax, yes, yes. And he's bent uh, on getting closer to Rebecca, and his wife is not a happy camper. She wants to strangle her. <laughs> yes, Arthur Jackson, who goes by the nickname Ajax, uh, is, uh, is is another deputy on force in Black Wolf County, and uh, uh, he's, he's one of those... Uh, uh, very handsome, very arrogant um, police deputies, uh, 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 whose uh, whose whose you know father is the uh, is is the sheriff, and uh, uh, who who as a result sort of has uh, uh, an in in life, and uh, uh, he's he's married to a very pretty wife. He's got several kids, and yet uh, Ajax is sort of has this reputation for catting around town, and and has always had his sights set on Rebecca, and uh, uh, the more that Rebecca pushes him off, the more that Ajax uh, attempts to uh, uh, sort of uh, get in close with, uh, uh, with Rebecca. And, you know, Rebecca herself is, is struggling because uh, of, of difficulties uh, in her marriage, and uh, mm. so uh, this, this is all happening at a point when Rebecca's feeling uh, very vulnerable, very isolated uh, in, uh, in, in the nature of things, and so... Uh, uh, so it's it's uh, it, it's a difficult time for this murder investigation uh, because she's also dealing with a lot uh, in her personal life and sort of wondering what the future holds for her. Got to get rid of the husband. Forget it. He's got to go. Sorry. Poor thing. So she has a partner, Daryl. Hmm. So Rebecca was a deputy sheriff, but he was good for her, Daryl. But how come she was treated with disrespect and yet she knows her job probably better than they do? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the that's that's the challenge in in some of these uh, small yeah. town you know forces, particularly when you're going back into the uh, into the early 1980s. Um, but uh, yeah, I you know I I, I like I like Daryl. I mean, Daryl is, is Rebecca's partner. Yeah, me He's too. Brought her on onto the force. Um, but Daryl has a bit of a challenge in that he kind of he he sees the world in in black and white. And uh, mm-hmm. Rebecca, even at her young age, has has seen enough of the world to know that that. Uh, Life is about shades of gray, and uh, and so 
Um, you know, Daryl's the one that, that, you know, is he's a, he's a smart cop for, for, you know, a small town force. And he's the one whose philosophy is, you know, you never know. And, uh, and, and so you can't leap to conclusions in any of these investigations. Uh, so Daryl has, I think, a real fatherly um, uh, affection for Rebecca, and particularly because Rebecca's own father is, is mm-hmm. almost always gone. He's, he's a trucker out on the road, so she hardly ever sees him. Um, uh, so, and, and yet at the same time, I think Daryl sometimes forgets that he, he's not Rebecca's father, and, uh, uh, and, and I think Rebecca sometimes chafes a little bit under uh, – uh, under being told what to do, so um, so they they have kind of a complicated relationship, and yet uh, and and yet you know I know Rebecca is very grateful to Daryl for the opportunities, uh, and um, and they work well together, um, but uh, uh, but she also knows that life is a lot more complicated than than, than Daryl sometimes believes. Yeah, well, he's probably the most honest person I've ever seen on a police force, too. That's all I'll say about that. It's scary. So, we come to Sandra, and we come to the lawsuit. What part does she play in that lawsuit against the mining country company? And that's kind of dangerous too. Yeah, I, I uh, Sandra is sort of the lead plaintiff in the uh, in the litigation, and uh, and uh, I, I had uh, I enjoyed creating her character because she's. Uh, uh, she is 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 what she. I think she's those shades of gray, as as Rebecca would say. I mean, she's uh, yeah. um, not necessarily that likable a person, and and uh, uh, she's learned that if she's going to uh, survive at the mine, she you know dishes out crap as much as crap gets dished out to her, and uh, and yet at the same time she she's very intent on standing up for herself and standing up for the other women uh, in in the mine, and uh, she's not necessarily well liked in Black Wolf County as a result of that because the mine yeah. is, uh, is is the big employer in town and you know back then there were a lot of a lot of people men and women alike who thought thought that you know the mine was was for, for men's jobs and what are these women doing going in there and taking away men's jobs so it it, it puts Sandra in a situation where she's kind of being hit from both sides and uh, uh, and Rebecca you know Rebecca's not very much like Sandra personally I mean you know Rebecca's a, a very different kind of person than she is, and yet she's got a lot of sympathy for, for Sandra and sees a lot of parallels between them because, of course, Rebecca mm-hmm. has faced a lot of, uh, a lot of crap on the, uh, on the sheriff's force that, uh, uh, that Sandra has faced at the mine, and, uh, and so Rebecca um, you know, sort of knows what Sandra is going through uh, every day she steps into that mine. I, know somebody, I don't know how that feels. My thought is to teach never mind when. I was a little kid on the block at 17 and a half teaching sixth grade, and my principal said she's not going to make it. The guys are going to make it, but you're not. And I made it, and some of them didn't. That just proves they don't know. Yeah. you gotta, you got you to gotta be tough. You can't never give up and never let people tell you that you can't. Oh, my God. So let's go back yeah. to the past. Yeah, right. You can't tell people. And that's, can't tell and you that's you very can't. much, and that's and that's very much Rebecca's um, philosophy yeah. as well. And um, you know, I mean, she uh, uh, Re- Rebecca is. Uh, Re- I, that's one of the things I really enjoy about Rebecca as a character mm-hmm. is, uh, uh, you know, she's she is a she's a one she's one tough young woman, and uh, I think yeah. you know some some of the other people in the book sort of. Uh, underestimate her, and, uh, mm-hmm. and and yet she has a she has a a a vein of iron running through her that um, that that, uh, that that people 
will cross at their peril. And uh, so, yeah, I, that's, that's one of the things I really like about Rebecca is, is uh, she, um, she, she, she's a, she's a very engaging um, uh, emotional kind of character and, and she's struggling and, and to, to, to do the right thing in so many different circumstances. And yet there is this inner toughness about her that uh, I, I think is, is, is very, is very likable and very, uh, is, is, is what keeps her going in, in some very tough situations. You don't want to mess with her. That's all I'll say. Trust me. Yes. I know that. So if we go back to the past, this was interesting. Kip and Racer, they were murdered too. How did their murders come to pass in the present when they were in the past as Gordons? And why does this trigger questions about them all of a sudden? Yeah, and and let me just say, I just love the names Kip and Racer. <laughs> me too. I like Racer. I just, I just, I just had, I just had fun with those names. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, that that's what sort of gets everything rolling because when Gordon Brink is is murdered and you have that that uh, yeah. uh, message written in blood on on the wall above the bed, I am the Ursulina. Uh, this love inevitably that. raises this, this inevitably raises parallels with a murder scene from I think it was seven years ago, uh, where these two local thugs, Kip and Racer, uh, who were uh, who who were sort of always the ones that were behind most of the the break-ins and bad behavior in, in Black Wolf County were found in a, a trailer deep in the woods, uh, and uh, they'd, they'd been brutally murdered. And, again, that same message had been left on the wall of the trailer, uh, I am the Ursulina. So, so inevitably it, it raises the question of um, are these murders connected? Is there a link between them, mm. even though they seem completely, uh, completely disconnected? Uh, are they talking about a, a, a serial, serial killer in, in town? And if so, why has it been seven years since the, the last incident? Or is it a copycat? Is someone simply mm. taking advantage of the fact that, uh, that this happened seven years earlier? Um, so, uh, so the shadow of those earlier murders kind of uh, lingers throughout the book and, and, uh, and sort of uh, uh, keeps you know, interfering in the investigation of, well, what was, what was the real connection, if any, between what happened seven years ago and, and what's happening again today? And there was a, they wrote on the walls back seven years ago, surprised they didn't check the handwriting to see if it was the same handwriting, the same person. That's what's right. Wondering. I just thought about that. <laughs> so... Tell us about her husband, Ricky. Oh, gosh, he's horrible. Oh, my. Why did she yeah. – and he cheats on her, and she has oh, to put up with it, and she feels he feels justified in his actions. And then, of course, Ruby can't stand her either because it's so, so sad. So how come they fall for Ajax and, and Ricky? What's so great about them? Not much. Ricky – yeah, Ricky is, is Rebecca's husband, and um, – uh, they that that's a that's an unfortunate <laughs> relationship. Yeah, uh, and uh, and and Ricky is is sort of this volatile personality, and and it's complicated by the fact that uh, uh, a couple of years earlier, uh, Ricky uh, ex- exploded at his supervisor at the mine and tossed the man through a window, and uh, was summarily fired from the mine, and so they 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 didn't get any unemployment, and all they've got now is Rebecca's salary, so so. Financially, things are really tough 
for uh, for Rebecca and uh, Ricky is is you know an, an arrogant abusive husband which has only gotten worse as he's uh, uh, spent time you know uh, longer and longer time unemployed in an area where there are an area and a time of the, the, the in the world where there were very few jobs so uh, that's kind of the, the essential struggle for for Rebecca as as the book is getting started is 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 she ready to kind of you know cut the cord and and you know and finally get rid of Ricky? But uh, uh, it is certainly a, a truth truth back then and and a truth yet today that uh, cutting the cord from an abuser like that is is much uh, much easier to say than to do because uh, um, you know such such men do not necessarily give up that hold easily. You know, it gets me sometimes because I watch so many of these programs on Channel 81, Snapped, and Sibling Murders and all that. They're so good and unvanished. They're great for writing books that you wonder sometimes that these women that are abused they, or self-sexually abused by their husband, they often, sometimes they actually think they deserve it. That for some reason they have it coming, even though they don't. I mean, yeah, that, that's just yeah. even sadder. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's sad. Yeah. And, and, that's, and, and, you know, and that's something that I think, I mean, Rebecca doesn't fall into that trap, but she certainly understands, you know, the, the women yeah. who are in that trap and, and has seen it, you know, as a deputy all around Black Wolf County. Uh, but, um, uh, but yeah, the, the relationship with Ricky is, is, is particularly ugly and, uh, uh, and, and will shape Rebecca's futures in ways that, you know, she, she can't even begin to imagine as, as the book gets started. Where should I read the end? Mm-hmm. So we have Norm. I like Norm. And we have Will and Jay. So why does how do Will and Jay become friends and why does Will defend Jay? And it's so uh, sad uh, in the end. I yeah, like those two. Um, yeah, they're 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 you know, here you've got here you've got a couple of teenagers, you know, Jay is Gordon Brink's son and, and Will is Norm yeah. Holtz's son and, and of course, you know, the fathers are on opposite sides of this very divisive litigation, and uh, uh, and uh, and you know Jay here, he's an out of towner coming into to school um, with his father being someone who's hated in the area. Not surprisingly, Jay is, is not treated well at uh, uh, in the schools in Black Wolf County, and and uh, and Will Norm's son is is basically the only mm. um, the only kid that that reaches out and, and befriends him, and uh, 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 but that then also creates. Uh, dissension and, and, and Gordon sort of explodes uh, at Norm and, and tells him to keep his son away from Jay uh, because he claims that you know the kids are, are you know trying to spy on, on him in the litigation and uh, uh, so it's yeah it's it's a it's a really it's a really nice friendship between Will mm-hmm. and Jay uh, and and yet it's sort of in, inevitably um, a relationship that's bound to have you know, tragic overtones given the, the, the volatility of what's happening in, in, in town at that this point. This is very true. And when you find out the real relationship, it's different too. So just because there's Ricky and Ajax, we got Penny. She's trouble. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I knew there had to be a female character that would show them all up, yeah. So who is Penny and what is her relationship to some of the men? This girl's having too much fun. Yeah. Oh, Penny, my goodness. Um, yeah, she, she's, uh, uh, a legal assistant, you know, working in, in Gordon Brink's firm and, yeah. uh, and, and, uh, uh, you know, Penny is, uh, Penny just gets into a lot of trouble and, uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh and, and, uh, <laughs> I, I obviously can't say too much, but, um, but uh, she, she ends up in, 
in relationships that she shouldn't and uh, ends up having some rather knockdown drag out uh, uh, fights with, uh, with, with some other women in town. And, uh, and yet at the same time, Penny also being part of the, the inner workings of the litigation uh, has access to things that, uh, that a lot of other people would like to get access to. And, and uh, so, um, so Penny is, Penny, Penny is an important character in there, but she's, uh, yeah. she's rather, rather quirky. And uh, I, I, it's kind of hard to decide. Do you, do you like Penny or do you not like her? Uh, but uh, uh, she uh, she she was a fun character to write in a lot of ways. <laughs> She's got guts, let me tell you. You don't want to mess with her, or Rebecca, or Ruby. Yeah, that's so, uh, well, honestly, you don't want to mess with you don't really want to mess with any of the women in Black Wolf County. I know. I that's one of the that's one of the things I I enjoyed about creating this book is is all yeah. the women characters. I mean, you're talking about Sandra and and Rebecca yeah. and. and you know Erica and Penny and uh, um, you know Ajax's uh, uh, Ajax's wife. Uh, I mean, all of them are very very mm-hmm. different women, uh, and yet all of them are tough as nails. And man, you do not want to you do not want to mess with them because they are all uh, they, they they reflect the, um, the 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 toughness of their area. That uh, uh, you know, man or woman, if you're growing up in that kind of bitter remote climate, uh, mm-hmm. uh, miles separating you from your neighbors, you have to be very, very tough, very self-sufficient. And, and, and God knows all of them are. And, uh, uh, and so, yeah, you don't want to mess with any of the women in Black Wolf County. No, I like them. I like those characters. I grew up in the South Bronx, so you got to be tough. And, for, yeah, and I'm little, and for 36 years, it's amazing. Nobody, the kids didn't mess with me. It just, it, I guess it's your tone and how you present, well, present yourself. Nobody still messes with you, Fran. So. <laughs> they, better, they better not mess with me. Yeah, well, there is somebody that's trying to, but they'll learn today that they can't. What can I say? So we have the sheriff in the town. This guy's not good. He just turns a blind, blind eye. So what are some of the people Rebecca and Daryl interview? And the, Rebecca, and the sheriff wants the case closed. Boy, I don't like this guy at all. Yeah, the uh, you know it's it, it's interesting you know that the I mean they're, they're, the, the the women in this book are very you know are are, are very tough they're all very different but um, yeah. the the men in this the men in this book do not necessarily come out quite as well um, particularly the, the men in authority uh, and so the sheriff of Black Wolf County is uh, uh, is is uh, uh, Ajax's uh, uncle I believe it is and uh, yeah uh, and uh, he didn't want to hire Rebecca in the first place and he's looking for any opportunity that he could have to be able to kick Rebecca off the force and uh, uh, and and so uh, uh, and and you, you sort of wonder you know in, in, a, in a, an area like this where the mine you know dictates so much of what's going on in the county does you know is is there any sort of back you know, back alley relationship between the mine and the sheriff to make sure things go exactly the way they they want it to go. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that that just adds to the complications Rebecca has inside the office because the, the sheriff is definitely not you know one of her allies and uh, would would be happy to to see Rebecca off the force. I can understand that, but that's too bad because she's not going anywhere. We don't think. We're not going to tell anybody anyway. Anyway. Um, so then there are Ben Malloy, and they have to interview some of the people. We know that. But who is Ben Malloy? What does he have to do with this? And why are you so interested in the Ursulina? Ah, uh, Ben Malloy, yes. I love, I love the yes. name Ursulina. Yes. <laughs> um, well, you know, and I... 
<laughs> I, I will confess that uh, I, uh, I, 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 I modeled Ben Malloy after, uh, after a real-life uh, person who was uh, – uh, this is, this oh, is dating me. I, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, a gentleman by the name of Eric Von Donneken, um, who uh, back in the 1970s wrote books like Chariots of the Gods and uh, things that uh, purported that there were all these you know, uh, strange conspiracy theories of aliens visiting, you know, the earth in, in, in decades gone by and talking about crop circles and all these other kinds of things. And, uh, uh, and so I, when I was working on the Ursulina, I, I thought that um, there really needed to be a character that, that was sort of a, a, a cheerful conspiracy monger. And so Ben Malloy is kind of a combination of, uh, uh, Eric Von Donneken and uh, and and uh, you know Leonard Nimoy running in search of uh, back in the 70s because Ben Malloy is this sort of uh, B actor from a sci-fi series who uh, uh, grew up in Black Wolf County and uh, and and used the original murders of Kip and Racer and this message about the Ursulina. Uh, as as a springboard to start a TV series mm. about all of these sort of wild conspiracies, and and did a special documentary about the Ursulina and the and the myth of the Ursulina uh, that was a, a huge ratings hit and kind of uh, made Ben Malloy a, a mm. minor celebrity for his TV series. Uh, and in the process, Ben Malloy was in Black Wolf County doing a search of the woods around where Kip and Racer's bodies were mm. found to see whether they could find any evidence that there actually was a, this mythical, mythical beast that was responsible for the murders. Uh, but, of course, you have to wonder, well, if there was this search after uh, the murders took place, is it possible that, that someone actually did find something that uh, did not necessarily point at a, at, a, a, at a beast committing these crimes, but potentially at, at who really did commit these crimes? Uh, so, so, and Ben Malloy is, is this um, sort of you know, cheerful conspiracy monger, you, you can tell he really doesn't, you know, buy into most of these mm. theories that he's spreading on television. And yet he, he might actually think that there's at least a possibility that the Ursulina could actually be real and, and uh, wonders mm. if Rebecca feels the same way. Well, you never know. We won't tell you if it's real or not. Oh, gosh. But all I can tell you is when you find out about the Ursulina, just run. Don't, don't even stand there. Just run. What can I tell you? So before I forget, on Tuesday, the author of Playing Possum will be there, Lois Schmidt, on the 10th. This is going to be very powerful. Discovering Twins, Stella Chair Hart found out that I think more than close to a thousand of her relatives were, perse- were cremated in the uh, concentration camps in Germany during the Holocaust. And she shares the story, but she shares the photos of the relatives. It's going to be powerful. On the 15th, somebody we all know and love, John Land, murder in the CDC. On the 17th, we have Cindy McDonald, mayhem, matrimony, and murder. And I'm going to have a special presentation on the 17th. My niece Carly's new song, We At really is dropping on the 17th and she's going to sing it live at the end of the show i hope so i'm i'm kind of excited for that on the 21st the author of full her once on the 23rd somebody we all know and love john gilstrap blue fire and to end the month new york times author claire douglas just like our girls and that's just february people which you get to march hmm. and 
what can I say? Tell us why Jay confesses. And how come when the people are arrested, the county prosecutor makes it go away? That's cool. Yeah, um, you know the the, the Ursuline takes place in in two parts. So you have part one and part two, and and uh, you you, yeah. you you sort of wonder at the end of part one how much has has you know been actually resolved. And uh, yeah, um, you know without talking a lot about you know what what you know what Jay's role was or wasn't in in what was going on. Uh, it, it's uh, I think what you have is is uh, with these two teen, teenage boys, Jay and Will. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of desperation. There's there's a lot of um, uh, need to protect each other, and uh, uh, Jay's willing to go to extreme lengths uh, to to try to uh, to protect Will, and uh, mm. uh, and and is is willing to you know uh, to to say things that may or may not be true, um, and and uh, uh, is is feeling you know you know an, an enormous psychological conflict over. You know the the death of his father and uh, and and the things that sort of led up to, to all this in his life. So it, it's a very as you get to the mm-hmm. end. Of, I mean, this this is a very emotional book. I think from from beginning to end, and and there are some chapters at the toward the end of the first part where where Rebecca is is dealing with with Jay and with Will that uh, are, again are very very heart wrenching and and you know very tragic. And a box of tissues. Surreal, seriously. Um, yeah, so that's, tell I, that's, this is, this is, yeah, it's a box of tissues, people. Yeah, you want to you, yeah, you keep a full box with you as you're reading this one. Especially at the end. You're going to say, you have to be kidding me. And I'm not going to say if I figured it out, but I was like, oh, my God, you get a chill. Like, you wouldn't believe. I mean, if it's 90 degrees in the house, you're going to feel minus 10 when you read the end of the book. You're not going to even believe it. <laughs> I think I got that right. So tell us, then there's another murder. This was shocking. And Rebecca says, forget it. I'm not showing up. I'm out of here. And she meets Tom. And what happens then? I liked him. Yeah, that, you know, I, Tom, Tom Ginn is, is the, the sheriff of, of a different county, Middle County. And, yeah. And, uh, he, he, he meets Rebecca on, on, one, on one snowy night um, uh, when, yeah. when you might even say that, the, that it's the deep, deep snow uh, in, in this county. And, uh, uh, so Rebecca and Tom meet on this one very snowy night. Uh, Rebecca rescues Tom, whose who's, you know, truck is snowed in, and, and uh, he had left Middle County without even so much as a winter coat on a bitter, bitter night. And uh, they, they only have one night together, and yet uh, Tom is such an important part of Rebecca's life and, and Rebecca's future. And, and he, is, he is the man that has been missing from Rebecca's life because he is he – is, genuinely a you know moral decent good-hearted man uh the the kind of man who has Mm -hmm. just this not only this inner strength but also the um the compassion uh that just you know makes him immediately Mm -hmm. want to help people so uh tom is tom is a much larger character in in the deep deep snow um but uh, in in the ursulina uh he's he, he is you know, just he, he's a he's a pivotal character in Rebecca's life for as for as brief as the interaction is between them. Uh, but uh, it, it's you know it's it's an important scene. It's a scene that that you know has to happen. I think after you read the deep deep snow, and and yet when it actually takes place, you 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 really can see how this is this is the kind of relationship that Rebecca has needed 
her whole life, and and yet it's um, it, it's not something that that's ever likely to come to be. Well, you read the ending, you'll understand. That's all I can say. And the deep, deep snow is still on my shelf, people. I did not give it away. It's there. So, and it's how actually I had to read it, read some of it because I wanted to get sure, sure that I had the ending the right way. So, yeah, why did you bring exact. in the issue of dementia? Um, yeah, and you know, I mean, the the, the dementia is is uh, at at yeah. the very core of the deep, deep snow, and and uh, yeah. that's. And and you know I mean I think it, it 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 is one of the things that that really um really triggered so many readers with the deep deep snow and one of the reasons why that book yeah. was so popular is 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 it um it struck a chord I think with with so many of us that have to deal with this and with whether it's you know aging parents or spouses yep. uh, it, it 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 cuts at the core of uh, of of you know what so many people go through um so uh and it's not, it's not really a a seen in the Ursulina except to the extent that it's yeah. um you, you sort of you sort of know it's out there based on, on the deep deep snow and and um uh and, and so there's sort of these this foreshadowing uh, um, echoes of, of something dark that, that you know is out in, in the future and uh, uh so it's uh, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a theme again that that makes us all human and uh, you know I, I know for myself I mean when I wrote the deep deep snow I, I hadn't had any you know, personal experiences with it directly, and and yet within you know a short period of time after that, um, uh, you know my my mom went through that and, and had a, a very mm-hmm. very difficult you know last uh, last couple of years of her life, and we, we just lost her last last October. Uh, but it, it it brought home the um, uh, I think the reason why that that theme in the deep deep snow um, you know touched so many uh, touched so many people. My mother had it from 2002 to 2011 when she died. And I described it in my book, A Daughter's Promise, as a bright candle that the wax goes out, that the light, the the flame goes out so slowly until it's nothing left but just wax. It was just so sad. And she was a force to be reckoned with. But I think I remember the day she died, she looked at me and she said, who are you? I said, you're stuck with me. I'm your daughter. She said, well... And then all of a sudden she turned around and said, I've had enough. And then she closed her eyes. That was it. Mm. I looked at her. I said, gee, thanks, my you deserting me. You tortured me for all these years. You're gone now? How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) She was was tough, yeah. So then Tom is gone, and she has to deal with Ricky. And he's crazy. So she knows he's dangerous. And then Ajax is next. I don't yeah, think Ruby really cares, uh, or maybe she does care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Ruby again, another, another, another very, uh, very uh, yeah. woman with a lot of steel in 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 her. Uh, and uh, the scene between Ruby and Penny at the one twenty six. Yeah, <laughs> I just I love, I that, just one. love that scene. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it's uh, you know there there are a lot of changes in Rebecca's life in in, in the second part of the book and and. Uh, and and she doesn't really want to get pulled back into the investigation of the Ursulina, and yet finds herself with with no choice. Uh, and and uh, uh, I think that's the 
that's the that overlay of of tragedy mm-hmm. in the book, and it, it's one of the reasons why I think it, why I always it stands on its own. But I I always encourage people to read the Deep Deep Snow first because I think it adds yeah I think so it too. adds an emotional yeah it adds an emotional richness to the Ursulina, be, and and partly because uh, as you read the book you understand there's sort of this this looming tragedy that you know has to be coming because you, 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 you read the deep deep snow and so you, you know that there is this this horrible this horrible excruciating decision that is out there and, and, and you, you know you can't get away from it and uh, and so it, it's just it, it sort of casts this emotional you know you know pre grief over the over the book because you, you realize that this, this this just can't end happily and, and you so wanted to and you so wanted to um, and yet, and then at the end, does it end happily? I mean, so it, uh, uh, it, it this is this has probably the most complex emotional resolution of, of of any of my books. And of course, we won't say anything about what happens, but it is uh, no. uh, uh, it, it is I think my favorite ending of any of my books. Just the way the way it, it, it sort of balances that that very delicate uh, complexity of emotions in terms of of the characters. So, well, if you read the ending. What Rebecca is going through, I'm not going to say it in this question. I'm not going to answer say the question. Then you read the deep, deep snow. You'll underline, underline the correlation or the or what really yeah. happened, how it right, connects. Right. And I read it, and I'm going like, I yeah. just read it again because the book's in front of me, and I'm going like, okay, now I get why this was important at the end, and what yeah. happens yeah. at the other book. So you get to meet somebody there. I'm not going to say who it is. So yeah, this is exactly. A, so, I mean, scary. So yeah, stands on. Yeah, it's, it, the Ursulina stands on its own, and yet I, I, I always I encourage yeah. people to read the Deep Deep Snow first because I think that the two yeah. books, even though they're separate, they they also fit together hand in glove, and and it, it will it, if you read them together. I mean, in, in some ways, I think of the two books as being sort of one long book, even though they're very different. Uh, yeah. The Deep Deep Snow and and the Ursulina are sort of a a one entire project, and uh, and and. Uh, for me, you know, readers have been asking me for years, "What's your what's your favorite book?" And uh, I, I I've never been able to answer that question because you know it's, it's sort of like trying to pick your favorite child. And yet, when yeah. I wrote the Deep Deep Snow, when I wrote the Deep Deep Snow, I felt that that was my favorite novel. And then writing the Ursulina, I was like, "Well, gosh, I feel like that's my favorite novel." And then I realized it's because they're essentially the same book. I mean, they are really one long novel put together, even though they're. They're such different plots uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and don't necessarily rely on each other. At the same time, they, they, they are inescapably linked. So. Well, you could just call it the Deep Deep Snow and Ursulina and call it Wounded <laughs> Metal. That's it. What can I say? So this is a story about justice and how it prevails in the mind of the Ursulina. It's yeah, men that, versus that women, is, but this yeah. person feels that they're justified and you know when I sat and listened to it, I go, maybe the person has a point there. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is an interesting. It is an interesting look on on justice and 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 what's what's moral yeah. and what's not. And uh, and they, I mean, it's not to say that there are any answers, you know, at all. Mm-hmm. But it's as Rebecca says from the very beginning. You know, Daryl sees things as black and white, and, and she understood right from the get go that you know that's that's too simplistic a look at at. The nature of good and evil that uh, uh, you you can you can you can look at all these things and realize there are there are so many dimensions that there are no easy mm-hmm. answers. Well, my, my mother was strictly by the book. My father taught me if you want to know something, if you have to break the rules, just do it. 
That's why I love them because I'm, I'm exactly like that. I mean, sometimes you just have to do it. But in this particular case, Daryl has to do what he has to do at the end, and that was another box of tissues. So the final scenes are shocking. Ricky is out of his mind. So how did you create the final revelations without telling who really did it? That was really like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was a very very tricky creative exercise to write the last. You know, a few chapters oh, yeah. of the book, uh, and uh, I, I I spent a lot of time getting it just right. Um, uh, but um, and and uh, to some extent, I think you know, and and the, again, obviously, we won't say anything about what's going on. I think when when you read it, you'll understand the balancing act of of how the stories fit together, and uh, it's um, uh, it, it's it's. Uh, that the last page of the book is my my favorite you know you know favorite page of of anything I've done uh, and uh, uh, and and so I, I hope that for readers it 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 proves to be you know immensely satisfying and immensely emotional at at the same time uh, but I I struggled a lot with it I mean honestly as I was writing this book I I did not really know until I was reaching those final chapters exactly mm-hmm. how I was going to carry off the last chapter of the book. And, and uh, it, it, it wasn't really until I sort of was at that point in the story that I, I figured out kind of how I needed to, you know, how I needed to bring it all together. Well, sort of, there were two other characters, where I won't say who they are, that the person decided whatever. And the sort of, as I read it and learned the past and why this happened, I said, yeah, they deserve it. What the heck? <laughs> I, I was just sorry. That the, I was just, you know what? It was like justice reward. Yeah. Definitely yeah, yeah. justice, yeah. and what can I say? So, um, are you bringing back Rebecca? You know, I have not decided yet. Uh, it's a, that's a great question. You know, I, 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 yeah. um, I, I just I haven't decided what to do. I mean, on one hand, I, I love both of the characters of, of Shelby and and Rebecca. I love from the, Shelby. From the two books. Um, and so it would be really it would be really great to see those uh, to to meet those characters again. And yet, yeah. part of me also says there there is such a an emotional closure with the yeah. two books as they are that I, I feel like in some ways it would be kind of sacrilege to to open that back up and and try to do anything more. So I, I haven't decided. You know, we'll see what we'll see what the future holds. Um, uh, uh, and you know, part of it is. The deep, deep snow has been optioned for you know for TV, and, and so we're, oh, we're nice. crossing our fingers. Yeah, so I'm you know crossing my fingers that they can you know put that all together, and and uh, you know it's always hard getting things on the air, but I, I I feel like the deep, deep snow would be would fit so beautifully, like with a streaming series on on you know Netflix or Amazon, and uh, um, you know if if they do that, that certainly might lead me to think, yeah, I, I need to kind of go on and and do more with with these characters, um, but. Uh, but I'm, I'm so I'm still thinking about it. Uh, I I would certainly love to meet them again because I care so much about both mm. Shelby and Rebecca. Um, but again, it, it, it and yet at the same time, there is such a uh, there there's such a completeness about these two books that I'm I'm somewhat hesitant to uh, to open them back up. Yeah, Amazon Video Prime would really be great. I mean, yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, we've got a, we've got just a fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, writer director who's who's wanted to do the deep deep snow since it came out, and so we're we're crossing our fingers that all the all the pieces will fall into place and they can they can get that project rolling. Well, if you need me to email anybody, I'm really good at this. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I mean I, that that would be so much fun to just watch yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
what is what is next for you? I mean, you I know, know you got the Jason Bourne series, and when am I getting that one? I love that yeah, series. It's gonna, it's gonna be a busy, busy year. Uh, the Ursulina obviously yeah. is the first book out this year, but I have three more launches coming later in the year. Uh, oh, my yay. new Jason Bourne. Yes, uh, the uh, the new Jason Bourne novel is called The Bourne Sacrifice, and uh, that is going to be out on July 26th. Uh, and ironically, oh, nice. I, just, I just finished that book. I only submitted it about two weeks ago, uh, but it's going to be the first one that comes out uh, uh, later in the year. So July 26th, Bourne is back in, uh, the, in The Bourne Sacrifice. And then only about three weeks after that, in fact, yeah, only about two weeks after that, I have a new standalone thriller called I Remember You. Uh, very, oh, very nice. out there. It's, yeah, very, very out there, interesting thriller. Uh, uh, another female first-person narration and a really, really cool story, really cool heroine. Um, uh, so I Remember You comes out on August 9th. And then uh, November 1st, uh, uh, someone that you are very fond of, uh, Jonathan Stride, will be back on oh, yay. November 1st. Stride is back no, I'm excited. in the Zero Night. Oh, thank God. Uh, so, yeah, so you can you can look for Stride being back later this year in Zero Night. And uh, uh, all, all three books, I, I'm really, really proud of all three novels. Can't wait to have them out there. So it's going to be a very busy uh, second half of the year for readers uh, uh, for my book. Well, just tell Marsha or you to tell me when you want the interview scheduled. Believe it or not, I just scheduled one for August 4th. June, June, is, June is gone practically. July, I don't do any. Um, I just take the month off when I'm allowed. And then September, I just book one too. It's like May is like completely gone. April, I, I'm like shocked, totally shocked. And I, next month, I, I have Philip Margolin. What? I, I don't know. It's like all of a sudden because of this monstrous pandemic, everybody is, and I'm getting um, offers of from people I never heard of. You know, from publishing companies I never even heard of. And Penguin Random House, they must have me on speed dial, which is fine. And if the post office would deliver my books, I'd be really happy. But, um, yeah, yeah next month we have Andrea. <laughs> I really wish they would, you know, bring, well, I'm reading Andrea Kane at any cost. And Charles Salzberg's new books, it's different, Canary in a Coal Mine. But I can't wait to get the rest of them that I'm supposed to get. And uh, Daniel Palmer is probably going to come on in May. But what really shocked me was that I got an email from Janie Ann Krantz's herself, and she's coming on in April so far. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. So when anybody wants an interview, you got to tell me so that I could put you in my schedule because I don't want to tell anybody I can't do it. So where can everybody find out about all of these? And those of you that have not read The Infinite and all of Brian's books, I don't know what you're waiting for. You know, read them all. Yeah, they can uh, they can find it kind of anywhere online. My website is bfreemanbooks.com. That's all one word, bfreemanbooks.com. And they can find me uh, on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash bfreemanfans. And uh, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, pretty much everywhere online you're looking, you can, you can find me. My website, bfreemanbooks.com, has information about all of my books. There's links to buy them online. Uh, and uh, uh, obviously you can you know, find them at uh, you know, Amazon and BN and uh, your local booksellers. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and I, I hope folks will, will go out and check out The Deep, Deep Snow and The Ursulina and go back and try some of my other novels as well. And, and let me know what you think. I, I love hearing from readers. That's one of the things I enjoy most is 
getting emails and, and online posts mm. from readers uh, who, who have enjoyed the books. So that, that's, always a, that's always a bright spot in my day. I really wish the bright spot would have been a nice review for my population zero next week. I got a nasty review <laughs> from somebody who didn't quite understand it. I, taught, I wrote worlds that you wouldn't want to live in, a world without sun, a world with darkness, a world with ice. And it was meant to, and I brought a dead body back, which I thought was cool, to experience the world so they would tell people they never want to live in my world. They want to live in the world that we're in and stop being nice. It was just, just to teach people a lesson. They didn't quite get it. And what can I say? But you can't have everything. But I don't know. But this is this is fun, and I really hope everybody reads Deep Deep Snow and the Ursulina. And I will. I am so excited because your review didn't disappear on my computer. That's that's the other thing that I'm facing. Um, I, t- I put your review out on Amazon. It got five stars. I put five stars. They, they accepted it. But what happens sometimes is I'm typing something, and then out of, out of nowhere, my computer doesn't like it, and it makes it disappear. I'm serious. So what I've been doing lately is typing my reviews on my phone and then sending it to my email so I don't lose it, <laughs> for real. So the yeah, Ursulina is yeah, out yeah, there, people. Yeah, Marcia struggles it's, with that as well. That she she's done to kind of take and doing the same thing just to make sure that you don't you, that you always have some sort of backup on these. Yeah, I do. And then I tell the t- my computer if you don't want to time out, you're going to be sorry. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I I can't believe it. I just sitting there typing, didn't click on anything, and it, it decides which reviews it's going to keep. And there was one review that literally disappeared that I had to post it and I had to write it over that morning because I really couldn't find it. But anyway. It's a beautiful day outside. It's raining, but it's nice. It's okay. It's going to be great, Brian. This has been fun. Let me know. Let me know when you. Um, let me know when you want to have another interview, and I'll put you in my schedule. Everybody, have a great day, and bye. Bye bye. <laughs>